Hi, welcome back to another episode of Cycling Talk Podcast with me, Georgia Mahoney. Today I am joined by Scottish rider Anna McGoran, who, as well as riding for Great Britain, is also training to be a vet. The Tour de France isn't the only racing happening in France this weekend. Good luck to Anna, who will be representing Great Britain in the Mountain Bike World Cup in Les Gets. Thank you for joining me today, Anna. Oh, thank you very much for having me. Looking forward to this. What's your first memory of being on a bike? So the first, my first main memory of being on a bike um, was actually when I was learning to ride my bike in Spain. And I was with my dad, who's helping me learn. And I was riding along a pavement um, next to a beach in Spain. And I crashed into an old lady that was sitting on a bench. <laughs> and um, I just remember her like shouting at me in Spanish, probably swearing a bit. Um, so I think I'd like crash into her leg and run her foot over but yeah so I just kind of cycled away as fast as I could so that was yeah my main first memory of cycling was crashing into another person <laughs> and what's the first bike that you remember being really excited about I remember we got a bike I think it was a little rally called Molly um, and it was this purple pink and purple bike with um, sparkly um streamers coming out of the bars and it had a little seat on the back for a dolly and a little um kind of uh, basket on the front for any toys or flowers so it was quite like a small girly bike um but yeah that was the first main bike I remember being excited about and I remember building it up with my dad in the garden um <laughs> being really excited about that yeah it sounds similar to one of my first bikes actually <laughs> yeah I think a lot of people start off with really kiddie bikes um but yeah I mean it's it's still a bike it gets you where you want to be and it gets you into the sport yeah definitely who did you ride with growing up so my main memories of riding um when I was younger was with the PCC people um so we'd go to a PCC kids club every weekend and just ride with other kids our age so most of them were friends from school um like mainly boys as well. I had a few female friends who were into cycling, but the majority were um, guys who I'd go to school with. And yeah, we all got on really well and we'd all organised rides um, out with the cycling club as well. Um, so yeah, I think Peebles in Peebles are loads of people cycling. So there are plenty of kids my age to get out with, which is really nice. Can you tell me about your first race? Yeah, so my first race was a PCC dirt crit in Glentress Forest which is just 10 minutes away from my house um, and it's literally just a 20 minute race around a little circuit and we would do it on a Thursday after school um, with all your friends and again there were maybe two or three other girls and the rest were boys but we we all got on really well together you know we take the racing seriously and then after the race we'd go and eat cake and like run around the forest building dens but yeah, my first race, um, I did quite well in that. And I think that really got me excited about cycling and racing. Tell me about growing up and riding in Scotland and which disciplines you were riding. Yeah, um, I think Scotland is a really great place to grow up and, and get into cycling. I mean, there's such a variety of trails. You've got your, you know, your trail centre stuff in Glenchess Forest you know berms jumps drops and then like the next trail over you've got natural 
routine, muddy, like really technical stuff in the winter. And then you've also got um, your the trails in the moors, so, you know, up in the big hills, through the, the heather. And then there's loads of road riding around here. So there's so much option um, growing up. And because of that, I kind of got into most of the cycling disciplines. So when I was younger, I'd do quite a bit of road racing, cyclocross, um, mainly mountain biking, though. And I, I've done an enduro before, but <laughs> I prefer the cross country. Um, so, yeah, I think I still do race, uh, try to race different disciplines, but cross country is kind of where my aim is at the moment. So as you got older, were there more girls in Scotland that you were racing against? Yeah, so when I first started, uh, there were maybe only two or three other girls I was racing with. And as I got a little bit older, a few other ones started to join. Um, like I had a few friends whose brothers were racing when I was younger and eventually they also got into it. So by the time I was kind of in my like early mid-teens, there were maybe um, like six to ten of us who were kind of at a similar level um, racing like across the UK. So yeah, it has been improving and looking at my younger sisters, the categories are getting bigger every year um, and the competition is getting a lot like a lot bigger and a lot faster. So I think it is heading in the right direction. Um, mm. It's just going to take a bit more time. What sort of travelling were you doing to get to the races and who supported you? Yeah, so uh, when I first started racing, it was just quite local. Um, so little, you know, races in Glentress Forest, maybe other places in the borders. And then I decided I was quite enjoying it and was doing quite well. So I started doing the Scottish Cross Country Series. So that involved um, travelling to different parts of Scotland, sometimes over to Mull, um, which is an island of Scotland. So that at the time, it felt like a really big trip to go to Mull and quite like a big investment for our family. Um, but yeah, like again, started doing well at the Scottish races. And then Eventually, I decided to do a British race, um, my first national. And my friend, I don't know if you know of Polly Henderson. Um, she's an enduro rider. So she used to race cross country with me and her and her dad took me down to my first national, which was in Plymouth. So it's like a massive drive for us. Um, I had no idea how I would do, didn't have any expectations. And I managed to come second after Hattie Horndon <laughs> and Polly was third. So it was a really like good trip overall. And I realised that I could actually be quite good at cycling if I wanted to be good. Um, so, yeah, that was my first national and I still remember it really well. I haven't heard of Polly before. I have to look her up and find out more. Yeah, no, she's like getting really into enduro. Um, she rides for Juliana at the moment. And I think she's going over to Italy for some of the enduro world series. Oh, wow. Yeah, she's a good friend of mine. <laughs> How did you manage your training and racing around your education? So it's something I've been doing um, since primary school, pretty much. I was always really busy with um, after school activities like swimming club, football, uh, like scouts. Um, so I was kind of always on the go. And I suppose it's just something you learn how to do. You don't really have to think about it much. You just like from primary school and then high school with exams. You just learn how to balance it um, and like use your training as a break. I mean, when I was younger, I wasn't training that much. It was just kind of sports for fun. So it's quite easy to balance both of them. 
um, and you've got kind of sport to um, take your mind off things and have fun. And What's the first team that you joined and what memories do you have from being on that team? Yeah, so, I mean, PCC was my main club when I was younger, but um, I've never been part of a proper team. I suppose you could call British Cycling a team. It's not a UCI team, but the Great British Cycling Team programme, is it kind of works as a team and we go out to the races as a team. Um, and it's a really fun environment. And, you know, you have your coaches, you have your mechanics, and then um, you travel out to the races and are just expected to do your thing and get on with the racing. So, yes, yeah, that's kind of been the most influential team uh, in my career so far tell me about how you joined that yeah so I first became part of um the British program as a first year junior um so I think they just kind of been looking at riders throughout the year and at the inter-regional championships and um they selected a few of us and most of them I already knew you know I was quite good friends with a lot of the riders um so yeah, I remember my first race with uh, the Junior Academy was in Marseille in France um, at the Junior World Series. And I, again, I had no idea what to do. It's a really big field of girls, um, like really strong field. And I managed to come 15th, which I was really happy with. Um, so yeah, it's kind of made me realise that I had a chance at racing well internationally and that with the support of the team, it would be possible. You mentioned interregional races. Can you tell me mm-hmm. more about those? So I think, I can't remember exactly how many interregionals I've done. It's either two or three, maybe four. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's a shame they're not going on anymore. So it was, they're some of my favourite races. So we would travel down um, as a team. So I think Scotland would take two teams. Um, and we travelled down to Hadley, like, which is just outside London to the Olympic course. And I think we had maybe four or five different races at each event. So you'd be there for a couple of days and you'd stay in the same hotel as all of the other teams. And I think there was, there'd always be a skills competition, um, a team relay, like an, an eliminator race, a hill climb and a cross country race. And your points from each race would add up and then the team would be the, the winning team would have the most points, obviously. And yeah, I just remember like, having some of my best races there when I was younger. And I loved the course at Hadley, which I think really helped. And yeah, it was such a good event for kind of getting everyone from around the UK together to race. And it would definitely helped improve my ability a lot. Oh, it's a shame that they don't do those anymore. They sound really good. Yeah, it is. I think, um, well, Scottish Cycling are trying to get some done up in Peebles, um, but it's not really the same as... The ones down in Hadley. Tell me about when you rode the Youth Tour of Scotland. Yeah, when I was younger, I did um, quite a bit of road racing. And I think the Youth Tour of Scotland was one of my favourite events. Again, it's, it's basically an inter-regionals for the road. Um, and you'd race as a team with some of your friends. And um, all of the athletes stayed in accommodation in a boarding school. So you'd have, you know, you'd have dinner with, all the other athletes from different teams and you'd get to know people from all over the UK and then race against them. And then, you know, you'd be pals again after the race. And I think, yeah, those races definitely helped improve my road riding ability and tactical ability. 
And it was quite a fun environment. You know, we, we took it seriously in the races, but around the races, it was really good fun. How did it feel the first time that you won a national event? And tell me about that race. So the first time I won national event was actually five years after I first started racing nationals. So it took quite a while to, to arrive. And it happened at the Glentress round. So it was my home round, which was quite special. Um, I definitely had the advantage because I knew the course and I knew the trails. Um, and then it all worked, you know, everything came together for the race and I had a good race um, and won it. So, yeah, I was I was really chuffed with that. And I think since then I've only won one other national. Yeah, I think so. I think the first one I won was in 2018. And then I won one in 2019. And then COVID came in 2020. <laughs> so, yeah, it's, uh, it's going to be hard to win one as an elite, I think, because there's so many strong women at the moment. Um, and the level is only improving every year. Tell me about some of your Junior World Series races that you did. Yeah, I was really lucky with the Junior Academy um, and also uh, helped with Scottish Cycling to race a lot of the Junior World Series. And they've been some of my favourite races abroad. Um, usually they're on really good courses and you're kind of racing against the same people each weekend. So you get to know your competition really well. And yeah, I think they've just really helped develop me as a rider and improve my technical skills and my fitness. And yeah, I think I'm going to miss junior races, to be honest, because they're really good fun. In 2018, you went to Buenos Aires and competed in the Youth Olympics, along with Hattie Hanson and Harry Birchall. What was that experience like for you? I think that was one of my best experiences uh, in the sport. You know, it was really cool to be competing as part of Team GB. So it was done through the same um, Team GB that are going to the Olympics. So, you know, we got all the Team GB kit, which was really cool, um, and flew out to Argentina. And we were staying in an athlete's village with all the other teams from the different countries. And we had like, a building just for Team GB. Oh, wow. And uh, within our like flats, we'd share with people from different sports. So we were sharing... Hattie and I were sharing with a golfer, uh, a girl who did karate, um, a rower and a BMXer. So it was really cool to learn about all these people and their different sports and how they train. And there's a lot of similarities between different sports and cycling. And, you know, the same kind of dedication required for the sport. And yeah, I just I loved the Athletes Village and you'd walk to dinner to this massive dining hall and eat dinner with uh, you know, people from all the other countries. And if someone won a medal that day, they'd walk into the dinner hall and everybody would start cheering for them. <laughs> so it was a really nice atmosphere. And obviously you had your big opening ceremony and closing ceremony, which was really cool. And you know, the interesting thing about um, Youth Olympics is it wasn't just a mountain bike race. So we were competing as a team. So Hattie and I were in a team. And then the boys, Sean Flynn and Harry Birchall, were in a team. And it involved road racing and mountain bike. So we had a road time trial, a crit race, a road race, and then a mountain bike eliminator race and a mountain bike short track race. So I think it was like four or five days of really intense racing just in a row. Um, but yeah, it was, it was really good fun. And there wasn't any expectation. Like it was the first time 
Team GB had competed in cycling at a youth Olympics. So no one had any idea how we do. And yeah, we were sitting in third at one point, um, which was really cool. But unfortunately, on the road race of the final day, we kind of dropped back a bit into fourth. But the boys managed to climb up into third. So it was really cool to kind of come away with a medal as part of the team. Um, yeah, it's just a great experience all around. So as a family, we always wear our helmets when we're riding. And I know that you have first-hand experience of how important wearing a helmet is. Can you tell me about the crash that you had whilst training in Poland? Yeah, so uh, concussions are something I've kind of um, become aware of a lot recently. So I've had two main concussions in the past two years. And when people think of concussions, they think of, you know, a big crash, hit your head off the ground. Um, But actually, my two concussions have been during like quite trivial crashes um, which can happen to anyone at any time. So in Poland, um, I was just riding with the boys on the road and just crashed into the back of one of them and uh, split my helmet open on the road. And it wasn't even a big crash. It wasn't like the boys were laughing. I was laughing. And it wasn't until I got back to my accommodation that I realised my helmet was like split down the middle. Um, so yeah, I had to take a few weeks out um, to like recover from that and the thing with a concussion is you think you're fine until maybe like the next day and I was I couldn't really read I couldn't watch movies without my head hurting so it's quite difficult especially if that happens to you for the first time um but after like three or four weeks and a gradual return to race uh, to training um I was completely fine and then second one was just during a, a descent with my coach just on some like flat berms I just slid out on a berm and and hit my helmet off the ground again it wasn't a big crash at all but um you don't even need to hit your head to get a concussion you just need to like shake your head around so it's definitely something people are becoming more aware of um Mm. but there are still people who don't take it seriously and you know you can end up with like a traumatic brain injury if you don't take it seriously and recover as you should I know you had a puncture and a DNF at the final round of the Mountain Bike Junior World Series in 2019. When you've put in all the training and preparation and you travel abroad to get to a race, how do you deal with a DNF or a result that doesn't go the way you hoped? I suppose it's something that you just learn how to deal with. I mean, everyone deals with it differently. Like Some people will be openly angry. Um, I try not to like show my anger, but secretly I'll be annoyed at myself inside. And a lot of the time it's, you know, not your fault at all. Like in mountain biking, mechanicals and punctures and crashes do happen. Um, And yeah, you just have to learn how to deal with it. And yeah, it's frustrating because in that particular race, I had, I'd had a few unlucky races in the run up to that one. I was finally having a good race. I think I was kind of up in the top five um, after the first couple of laps. And then I just punctured like on an uphill. There was like not even a big section and I had to run a whole lap uh, to get back to the pits. So, yeah, that was frustrating to end my junior series like mm-hmm. that. Um, but you just have to kind of focus on the next race and forget about it. You got third in the 2019 National Champs as a junior at Canic Chase. 
What do you like about that course and are you hoping to ride there at the 2022 Commonwealth Games? Um, I really like how technical Canuck is and it's not too hilly. So I'm not really a big climber. So um, courses with short, sharp climbs are kind of more to my taste. But yeah, I think it'll be a really good course for Commie Games. It'll be quite a different course to previous Commie Games um, and like big games. But yeah, it should be really good to watch um, and to ride. I mean, I've been, I've looked into the selection criteria for Commie Games for Team Scotland and um, it's going to be like quite a big ask to get those results. I think you need a top 10 at a World Cup twice. Um, and so far, my World Cups this year haven't really gone to plan. So I think it's going to be quite a big ask to get those results. So it's not my main focus at the moment. Um, yeah, I'm just, you know, see what happens. And it'll be cool to watch it, um, even if I'm not racing in it. You travelled with Team GB to compete in the World Championships in Canada in 2019 and finished 15th. How did it feel to end the season with that result? Yeah, I was really happy with my race in Canada. Um, I hadn't had a great year, so to finish uh, the year with one of my better results was really nice. And I really liked the course in Mont St. Anne. It was quite hilly, but like short, steep hills, techie hills, um, and some really techie, rocky and rooty descents, which I really liked. Um, yeah, I didn't have a good start in that race. I kind of got pushed into a ditch off the start line, so I was just gradually working my way through the bunch till the end, pretty much. Um, but yeah, I was I was really happy with that. And it was just so cool to travel so far because um, I'd never been to Canada to race. It was like a really cool place. Um, and yeah, it was just a, a fun experience. Did you get to see much of Canada? Um, not really. I mean, when we go to the races, we're kind of there just to focus on yeah. the race. It is a bit of a shame because we do go to some really nice places and the only time you get to explore is when you're out training or um, on a rest day, you can do a spin around. So I kind of saw um, I saw Mont St. Anne quite well and we did do some training after the race on the trails um, with some riders from Switzerland. So that was really cool just to kind of explore with some other riders. But yeah, we... Yeah, we don't get to see much of um, the area we're in because we're just focusing on the race. So you're now at university. How is that going and how do you manage your training and racing around your studies? It's going a lot better than I expected it to. I mean, I never really knew if it would be possible um, when I first applied because everybody was like, oh, what are you going to choose? Are you going to become a cyclist or are you going to become a vet? And I was... I could never choose between uh, either of them. So I thought, you know, why not do both or try to do both anyway? Um, so, yeah, I found first year quite difficult um, because I was at vet school most of the week. and I'd have to kind of squeeze my training in at the end of the day. And I just remember that winter being really dark and like I hardly got to see daylight because I'd be like in lectures all day and then on the turbo at night. Um and like the only time I'd really get to ride outside was at the weekends or a Wednesday afternoon, I think. Um, but yeah, I've really enjoyed this year with uh, online lectures because of coronavirus. Um, and I can just fit my training around lectures or 
you know, do some lectures in the morning, train in the afternoon, and then do some more studying in the evening. So hopefully um, over the next few years, I can kind of continue doing that. So I understand that you've done a bit of cyclocross whilst you've been at university. Can you tell me about the Scottish Student Sport Championships? So that race, um, the Student Championships, was a part of uh, the Scottish Cyclocross series. So it's just kind of an event that they'd like squeezed into the series. So it didn't really feel any different to a normal race. Um, and I was racing against the same people as usual. Um, and I think Isla Short won that because uh, she's also at university. So it's kind of good fun to be on the podium at the end with her. I know you travel to different parts of the UK and different countries for training camps. What do you like about these trips? I really like not knowing what to expect because <laughs> you know sometimes you go to a place and you've never been there before and it's just really cool to see what it's like and see if it's different to where you live. And I really like going out with um with the team because we all know each other really well and we get on really well and it's just good fun there's you know good banter and um there's always something that goes wrong on a trip it's kind of a running joke that we have but you you can never expect it to go completely smoothly so it's quite good to learn how to adapt around difficult things you managed to get in one race before covid hit and you won the first round of the scottish mountain bike series I had a race that same weekend and I remember everyone was talking about COVID and would this be the last event of the year? Was the atmosphere similar at your event? Yeah, it is weird to kind of think back to when COVID was first starting to spread and nobody really knew what was going to happen and, you know, how long we'd be in lockdown for. But yeah, there was definitely, that was definitely the main theme of the race. You know, everyone you talk to, you'd be talking about that. And people were starting to get a bit worried about it. So there was, there were people social distancing um, and, you know, there were extra like hand sanitizer stations around. Um, but yeah, again, nobody knew if that would be the last race for a while. I think deep down people kind of knew um, there'd be a few months without racing, but maybe not. They wouldn't expect to be in the same situation, you know, like a year later. Yeah. And with no racing and having to stay home from university, how did you fill your time? Yeah, I found the first uh, few months of lockdown really hard because university was cancelled. So I didn't have any work to do and I was staying at home. Um, so, yeah, I didn't really have much to do because I'm normally kind of always on the go. So that was a bit of a shock. So, yeah, I just I don't know how I filled my time. I think I went for a lot of walks um, I did a lot of endurance training uh, so like big rides on the mountain bike um, some cooking uh, I ordered some painting by numbers which I've kind of become obsessed with so I did a lot of painting by numbers over lockdown um, but yeah I think I've definitely found the second lockdown easier because I've had university to do so there's a different um, there's something to keep me like focused aside from cycling it keeps me busy. I was so excited to see the Mountain Bike World Cup and World Championships back on at the end of 2020. Can you talk me through these events and how it felt to be back racing? Yeah, it was really nice to be back racing. Um, I'd been uh, out with Scottish Cycling already that year. 
So I was already used to being in a bubble and, you know, needing tests uh, before the races and wearing masks all the time. But yeah, it was just nice to be out at the World Champs um, and get back to some sort of normality. Mm. Um, And yeah, I had a pretty good race, which I was happy with, considering it wasn't a course that suited me. Um, Leo Gang is basically straight uphill and then straight downhill. So it's definitely a climber's course. And I think the fact it was really, really wet um, kind of gave me an advantage on the descents. Yeah, it worked out in the end. After a long break, you're back competing in the World Cups in May at Alpstad and then in Novemesto. How did these events go for you? To be honest, they didn't go um, as I'd hoped they'd go. So I've had a really good winter of training as kind of, um, you know, according to like power data and stuff, I was um, at my peak form. So I was a bit disappointed that they haven't gone as expected. I mean, I did have bad luck. So in Alpstad, I had a little crash, um, which broke my dropper seat post. So I had to kind of go to the pits to get that fixed, which lost me some time. Mm. And then in Nova Mesto, I was having quite a good race, but not again, not where I'd hoped to be. Um, and then I punctured on a descent. So that was quite frustrating again. Um, and I never finished that race in the end, which I was kicking myself for because I hate not finishing races. But yeah, it's just, again, it's just some races. Um, and you just have to forget about it and focus on the next ones. It's great to be able to watch the races, but it's a shame that we don't get to see the under 23 races anywhere. So I don't know what happens in the races, which is a real shame. Yeah, I think it's a real shame that... Um, the under-23 races don't tend to be broadcasted. I know um, in Czech Republic, sometimes they do record the under-23 races. But this year, they only filmed the men's under-23, which was kind of annoying because <laughs> it's it's cool to see yourself in a race and see how you're riding. And you can also see how the girls at the front are racing, um, which kind of, you know, you can learn from them, uh, learn some tactics from them. But hopefully in the future, it's something um, they might get involved in. Because I think people would watch the races because they're still, they're as entertaining as the elite races. Yeah, like we mm. check up on the live standings, but it doesn't tell you anything that's really happening in the race. It's just who's in what position and it's mm-hmm. and that's not really the best part of it. Yeah, I, I know a lot of parents get really nervous watching live timings because like, sometimes it glitches as well and you'll, Uh, end up like right at the back (laughs) so yeah you never know what's actually happening whether they've crashed or punctured or yeah yeah. a few weeks ago I met you and your family at the first round of the national XC series at Woody's bike park in Cornwall your youngest sister Christina raced on Saturday and then you and your middle sister Elena raced on Sunday firstly the weather couldn't have been more different on those two days how did you all prepare for that event? To be honest, um, I think our preparation in terms of the weather was quite poor because we kind of gone down expecting a really nice uh, kind of summer weekend in Cornwall. Um, so we'd all pack shorts and T-shirts. I think I had a waterproof, but uh, my parents didn't. And I didn't have waterproof trousers or anything. So it was a bit of a shock when we arrived on Saturday and it was freezing cold and windy and wet and cloudy. Um, so yeah, I think it's quite hard 
in races that are like that because it definitely it's harder to prepare for a race if it's wet and you know it's not as comfortable as if it's warm and dry but you just have to get through it um and then on the Sunday it was complete opposite roasting hot sunny I think I got burnt for the first time in a long time because I don't normally burn and yeah you just have to make sure you're drinking a lot um and keeping cool but yeah you'll just like over time you learn um how to ad- adapt to different weathers um but it's important to be prepared and I'm always going to pack a waterproof next time <laughs> <laughs> yeah I think everyone was really shocked I think we definitely learned that we do need to pack for any weather no matter what the forecast says yeah definitely and I think uh, on that day Cornwall was the only place in the UK where it was raining so it was just bad luck (laughs) (laughs) how did you like the course I really liked the course at Woody's um apart from the big hills (laughs) but I really liked the descents there's some really fun flowy descents um and yeah it was just a really it was a lot better than I expected the course to be um, and I think that could be a really good course for like, future races and World Cups. Mm-hmm. I can see it being like potentially as good as Hadley. It must be a grade that all three of you ride. How often do you get to train together? We don't actually train together as much as we could or should. Because um, I'm in Ed- up in Edinburgh most of the year. So my two younger sisters do ride quite a bit together. But you know, we're all on different schedules. Christina's still at school, um, so she'll train mainly in the evening. And Elena likes to go training early, and we all have different training. So it's quite rare that we do go out together. We did quite a lot of riding during lockdown, because obviously there's nothing else to do, and we were all at home. So that was just quite nice. Um, but yeah, now that we're at pretty similar levels, I think we'll, we will ride together a bit more over the summer. And it's always good fun. Well... I mean, sometimes someone goes off too fast and then the other person, the other two get grumpy at them. <laughs> but yeah, um, it's always good fun when we do ride together. Mm-hmm. I know that you're from Scotland and you travelled all the way down to Cornwall for the weekend. Do your family travel a lot to races together? Yeah, we travel to um, most of the British races together because um, all three of us are racing and then my parents kind of come down to support us and drive us there. But yeah, we've not, I don't think we've done any international races altogether. My dad did take me out to uh, European Youth Champs when I was younger. And um, they've. my parents have taken my sisters out to some races in Italy. But yeah, we've never done an international trip altogether. What are your plans for the rest of 2021? So I'll just be continuing um, with the British rounds and the Scottish rounds. Um, but I'm not sure if I'll do all of them, but I'll definitely try and do a few. But I'm actually going to Italy next week on Tuesday um, to race an Italian race there with Scottish cycling. And then we're going on to the World Cup in Leger in France. Um, I've not raced Leger before, so that should be cool to get to know a new track. And yeah, I need to watch some of the Red Bull races from previous years too. Mm-hmm. It's quite useful to like get to know what the track's like and Mm. where you can attack and stuff yeah um but yeah I'm looking forward to that and I mean it, it feels like I've literally just been away and just finished quarantining and I'm going away again um so yeah I suppose I'm quite lucky compared to a lot of people to get mm. to travel out there at the moment 
What are your hopes for the next few years and are there any events that you would particularly like to do? I think um, I don't really like looking too far in advance because you never know what will happen. But kind of in the future, I would like to try some uh, stage races, um, you know, multiple day events. And there's especially this one race called the Yak Attack, um, which is held up in the Himalayas in Nepal. And that's like a seven day mountain bike race. I think, you know, in the future, if I have lots of money or a sponsor, I'd like to go and do that race. And yeah, it just looks like a really fun race. Oh, it sounds really cool. What's your favourite race you've ever done? Um, that's a hard question. <laughs> uh, I think Mont St. Anne in Canada was one of my favourite races because um, I was just catching people the whole race. And I really liked the course. but. Yeah, I can't really pinpoint one race. To be honest, interregionals are probably some of my favourite races and mm. um, ones I've had most fun at. Um, and I love the course at Hadley, so that makes it um, more fun as well. So yeah, probably something at Hadley. <laughs> what features do you like on a course? I really like uh, rocks. I mean, not many people do, but I prefer rocks to roots. So I like big drops, rock gardens. Um, jumps yeah I I used to hate riding in the mud um but I've actually realized I'm not that bad at it so I do quite like a wet race um because it gives you an advantage over the European riders who are used to riding in dry conditions all the time where do you like to ride for fun um so when I'm at home in Peebles my favorite route um goes up this hill called Gypsy Glen and it's kind of a big moor hill with heather. There's a really nice trail that goes from the top along the ridge line and down into Peebles. Um, so yeah, that's probably the trail I like to ride the most for fun. It is a big hill to get up to it, but it's definitely worth it um, when you're com- coming down the hill into Peebles with the sunset. I just really like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I, I just kind of ride anywhere for fun. Um, I enjoy the Pentlands in Edinburgh when I'm at uni um, or up in the Highlands, if we go up there, just anywhere, really. What do you like to do when you're not riding or studying? Um, Probably socialising with my friends. Um, I mean, I have very little time to do that. So if I'm not training or studying, I'll probably try and see some friends. Yeah, it's quite hard to fit it all in. But I think my friends understand that I won't always be able to do stuff with them. Um, so yeah, I just have to make the most of what time I do have. And I enjoy cooking, baking. I'm not very good at baking though, so uh, I might try and make flapjacks or something as riding snacks. And then I've been doing my painting by numbers quite mm-hmm. a bit recently. And then Netflix, you know, binge watching some series. <laughs> Who's your favourite current rider? I don't think I can pinpoint like a specific rider. Um there's a lot of riders I like, uh, like Henry Cavancini, Yolanda Neff, Annick Langbad, Jenny Rizvids, uh, Laura Steger. I just kind of like different bits about all of them. Um, mm. And yeah, they're just, they're cool riders and they've uh, over, some of them have overcome some like big crashes and tough times. So yeah, it's, it's just cool to watch them race and learn from them. Um and obviously, like see them in person at some of the World Cups. 
And like, it's kind of weird when I have like, I've spoken to Yolanda before and it's just really weird to like speak to her in person. Um, Cause you, you see her on TV, but it's just weird seeing like someone, you know, like someone famous in person. <laughs> have you ever been starstruck when you've met a professional rider? Um, I don't think so. I mean, at being on the British Cycling Programme, you kind of end up becoming friends with like Evie Richards and Annie Last. Um, so yeah, it's, you kind of like, it becomes normal to be speaking to them and you kind of forget their professional riders and like that people look up to them as like icons. Um, so yeah, no, I don't think I have been starstruck, but it is cool to like talk to famous people in person I suppose (laughs) who's your favorite rider of all time um oh I don't know if I have a favorite rider of all time um again I just like different bits from different riders uh when I was younger I kind of when I first got into cycling I'd watch the Tour de France a lot and I really liked um riders from there but yeah I know I wouldn't say I have a fame like one specific rider that I like the most what's your advice for young riders I would say just to have fun on your bike and try to build up your skills as much as you can whilst you're younger and that you can bounce back from a fall um I think a lot of young riders these days are overtraining a bit and like I didn't start a proper training program until I was um in fifth year of high school so like 17 18 years old and before then I, I was just doing like sports for fun and my training was basically just going for rides with my friends and I mean at the time that was enough to be doing well at races but the level of young riders has increased a lot so to be at the top um you know kids are training as much as like I'm training at the moment um and I'm just worried that a lot of kids will lose the fun of cycling and you know that will put too much pressure on them and they'll stop enjoying the sport um because they're they're doing too much training or just focusing on one thing too early so yeah just get out have fun try lots of different sports because they all complement each other um and yeah find the sport that you enjoy the most that's good advice mm-hmm. You've got five minutes before you head down to the start of a race. What's on your playlist to get you motivated? <laughs> um, I mean, I do have some really weird songs on my race playlist, um, but I do like generally upbeat, um, quite like, I don't know how to describe it. Uh, <laughs> like rock, not rock songs, but, you know, just really upbeat songs. So I like some Macklemore. Um, Avicii, like Tiesto, just yeah, just anything really. I'm I'm quite flexible with my music taste. Thank you for joining me today, Anna. No worries. Thank you very much for having me. So uh, enjoyed that. When I started this podcast one year ago, I had no idea that I would release fifty episodes and that I would have so many amazing guests on this podcast. I've learned so much from them and. It's just been an incredible experience. I've got one more episode to release for you guys and then I'll be taking a mid-season break and I'll be back with some more amazing guests in a few weeks' time. See you on the bike.